0: Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Your destiny is waiting for you. Our reading comes from Genesis 50, verse 19 through to 21. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. One of my favorite moments is to participate in a baby blessing ceremony, an activity where we pray for God's blessing over an infant. I take it seriously. When I pray for that infant, I sincerely desire God to take care of this child. For me, it is a faith moment. Each of us has a destiny that has been set by God. We know that there will be opposition, but our faith in God makes us believe that God will win and that that child will walk into divine destiny. Okay, Clyde, get to the focus of the message. (laughs) This is the focus of the message. God sets your destiny and Satan does everything to prevent you from entering into that destiny. Now, let us make something clear. Your destiny does not mean the end of life. It certainly does not mean that it will be realized when you're old and near death. Your destiny is God-appointed and it reflects God's purpose and plan for your life. Joseph had a destiny. His story dates back to the time when his mother, Rachel, the second and favorite wife of Jacob, was childless. All this was while her sister, the first wife, and their maids were having kids with Jacob like crazy. But the story gets to a point when God remembered childless Rachel and he enabled her to conceive when Joseph was her first of two boys. Seventeen years after his birth, we see some things happening in his life. Bear in mind, he had ten older brothers and a younger brother, his mother's son named Benjamin. But somehow things turned that he was a favorite of his father, Jacob. Joseph had two dreams, which he shared with his family, and they were not happy with the meaning of these dreams. Joseph was shown to get to a place in life where his family would bow down to him. Outrageous, they thought. Remember, God sets destiny. Well, that launched the Campaign of Derailment, a program that Satan engineered to keep Joseph from his destiny. We see a series of major misfortunes come into the life of this young man. First, his brothers colluded and sold him to a band of human traffickers. The Bible says that the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guards. All of this at age 17. Joseph is now a slave in a foreign country. The young man who was not just a free man in his country, but his father's favorite child was now far away from home and his father's love. And he was now a slave. The irony of that is that he soon became the favorite slave, the head slave who was put in charge of everything the master owned. Well, everything except the master's wife. She, however, developed a strong desire to make him a sex slave. Joseph was attractive, and certainly he would be happy to be sleeping with his boss's wife, right? One day, she engineered the household staff that everyone was given the day off, and only she and Joseph were in the house. She made her move, but Joseph ran. She was most unhappy and she created a false narrative that Joseph came and tried to rape her and when she screamed, he ran, leaving his coat behind, which incidentally was her evidence of the story. The slave did not stand a chance of a snowball in hell and he was thrown into the nation's top prison. Don't forget Joseph's dreams. He was in prison for a while, but God had not forgotten Joseph and his plan for his life. Joseph was good at interpreting dreams, so this young man who was invited to the palace to interpret interpret a dream of the Pharaoh. The king was impressed that he appointed him the top man in Egypt to avert a disaster that the dream predicted. So from being a freed youth, to becoming a slave in a foreign country, to becoming a prisoner, to working in the palace, wow, the tide turned dramatically in Joseph's favor. Let me pause to tell you that God has not forgotten you. You might be going through your period of slavery or imprisonment. You might be heading further and further from your destiny, but don't give up. Well, eventually, Joseph's brothers ended up before him, and yes, they bowed down to him. Through a series of events, Joseph manipulated their circumstances until he was able to reveal himself to his brothers. This is Joseph, your brother, who you sold to the Midianites. This is Joseph, your brother, with the dreams. And see, you are here literally at my mercy, and here I am sitting in my destiny, second in command over this great nation joseph was kind to them however and he relocated his whole family to egypt where they were treated as royalty joseph had come into his destiny but not without a severe detour there might have been days that he might have given up but god had not forgotten him god had not changed his destiny Joseph kept his mind on God and God brought him through slavery. God brought him through imprisonment. God landed him in a seat of power in a foreign country. God landed him into his destiny. Joseph was in a position where his family would bow to him, not for him to gloat and take revenge, but to save their lives and the life of his entire family from dying because of a severe famine in the region. My friend, Don't play with God. God has a destiny for you, and sometimes it seems as if it is a dream deferred, but God has not forgotten you. God has not changed his mind about your destiny. God will take you from the apparent destination of misfortune and loss and will miraculously land you into your destiny of blessing and you working for him. Your destiny is waiting for you. Just you trust God to bring you into that destiny.